Welcome to the Self-Care Tarot Podcast with me, Kat Crawford. A podcast that uses tarot to delve a little deeper into self-exploration, enhance your journaling and aid with spiritual development. Hello and welcome. This is episode one of the Self-Care Tarot Podcast. I'm a little nervous, but uh, good. I feel good about it. I mean, I've done YouTube videos in the past. This should be fine. (laughs) For some reason, podcasting is always a little bit more terrifying than anything else. And I don't know why, because you're basically just sat in a room talking to yourself. But here we are. We're in episode one. Welcome. If you do not know who I am, if you have absolutely no idea who I am, obviously I am Kat Crawford. I've said that already. But I am the owner of the Self-Care Emporium. So it is a metaphysical online store. So you can get things like crystals, tarot cards, oracle cards. I make spell candles. I am an eclectic witch. And I have been for a couple of years now. So yeah, basically I wanted this podcast to mirror how I use tarot. So I started using tarot a few years ago. I did a beginner tarot course because I'd always been interested in tarot, but I'd never really took the time to learn how to use it properly. And then a couple of years ago, I decided, okay, this is it. I'm going to learn how to use tarot properly. And I sat down with my first ever tarot deck, which was the Mystic Mondays deck. Um, Beautiful deck, by the way, very abstract, very modern. And yeah, I started learning how to read tarot. And as I kind of delved into tarot more and I started reading more tarot books and I started uncovering tarot readers that had a very different idea of how to use the tarot, I realized that there was a way for me to use tarot that was a lot more nourishing, a lot more beneficial to my overall well-being rather than just getting out the tarot deck and trying to predict the future. So this is episode one, so I feel like I should give you guys a bit of an overview of how this is going to work. So I will be picking a card every week. This week I've picked a card very consciously because I wanted to kind of start off in a very intentional way. And for the next couple of episodes, I'll just shuffle the cards, I'll pick out a card and then create an episode around that card of whatever messages come up for me. So this will make a lot more sense, obviously, as I go into it, but hopefully you guys can follow along I am um, specifically kind of focused on tarot journaling. That's how I use the tarot um, the most often. I use it alongside journaling. So I do encourage you guys to grab a journal while you're listening and kind of go along with me as we uncover the meanings of this card and really put it into context of whatever messages the card gave me when I plucked it from the air. So that is what we're going to be going through in these podcasts. So I'm going to stop rambling on about how the podcast works and I'm just going to get straight into it because the longer I procrastinate, the more nervous I'm going to get, which is ridiculous because I'm just sat in my bedroom talking to myself. So I shouldn't be nervous, but I am. I'm very anxious. I'm a very anxious person, but here we go. Let's get into episode one.
So today in this very first episode of the podcast, I thought it would only be fitting to kind of talk about this idea of leaving behind the false sense of security and specifically looking at this alongside the fool. So we're going to be using the fool as our anchor card because I feel very much in the fool energy right now. This is new territory for me. This is something I've kind of thought about, but I've not actually taken the leap to do it for years and years and years. And now we're here. Now I'm in full fool mode. And it's hard to say fool in my accent without sounding like the most mank person you've ever met. So I apologise if the way that I say fool is distracting. But um, it's tough because that's how I say it. So that's how we're going to have to deal with it. So... With The Fool, it sits at the very beginning of our major arcana in the tarot. So he is card zero. He's not card one. Often people mistake him for card one. The magician is card one. The Fool is card zero. So I always like to think of The Fool as a kind of ace energy within the major arcana. So he's He's not a card that denotes something happening. He's not very kind of stagnant. He is very fluid. He's very flexible. He could apply to pretty much anything, really. He he represents our endless opportunities, our possibilities, how far we could go if we try or how far we might not go if we don't try. So he's very kind of fluid. He's very flexible. When we're kind of in this fool energy, it doesn't feel very stable. It It's kind of like daydreaming. He's a daydreamer and he likes to think about what is possible. He likes to think of what opportunities might come his way. And so that's the kind of energy that we we feel with the fool. He's right at the very beginning and if we follow the fool's journey, which is the journey through the major arcana, he stays with us through every single card of the major arcana. So we are the fool. When we get the fool, reflect yourself upon the fool. And as we move through the major arcana within our life, within the cycles that we go through through life, He is always with us every step of the way. So often the fool will appear in tarot readings for ourselves or for others when we're faced with usually a decision to make, usually um, an opportunity that has arisen or a new path that has opened up that we are kind of reviewing and deciding whether we want to take. And... The fool in those situations represents that risk of leaving behind a stable, safe comfort zone that we have made for ourselves. And the reason I kind of wanted to apply this card with this idea of leaving behind this false sense of security is because often that stable ground that we feel we're on is actually self-created. It's not a fact, it's just something that we have created in order to make ourselves feel safe, feel like we're in control, feel stable. And so when we talk about using the fool to 
leave behind that false sense of security. We're looking at the messages, the meanings of the fool, and how we can apply that to that safe space. So is the risk that we're about to take actually that risky? Is the safe space that we've created for ourselves that we're trying to move away from, is it actually that safe? Or is it just that we've made it feel that safe? We've told ourselves all these things to make it appear that it's a safe, secure space. But actually, if we start digging into it, so if we take that full energy and we really start to kind of chip away at that idea, that kind of concept of comfort zone and safe spaces, what do we actually find at the the centre of that? Is it facts? Is it just things we've made up to kind of support that safe space, that comfort zone? And so when we apply the fool to that, he often can illuminate these things of, oh, okay, well, this, I thought this was a fact that I was telling myself, but actually, if I look into it, if I really dig into it, it's not that factual. It's not based on anything. It's just that I've told myself this in order to make sense of things, in order to create some sort of structure around my life and and what I have right now so that I can, you know, go about my day. Because if you woke up one day and your comfort zone wasn't your comfort zone, you were just constantly, I mean, if you have anxiety, this is usually how you feel every day. I know I do sometimes. If you are feeling very insecure about where you are, you're constantly questioning things and and you can't live your life like that. You can't live like your entire 80, 90, 100 plus years, however you want to live long you live for, however long you want to live for, you can't live your life in that kind of unstable, constantly questioning, constantly on the verge of like fight or flight. So you have to tell yourself things to make yourself feel safe and comfortable and and all of that. And, And so when we look at the Rider Waite card, of the fool kind of jumping forwards and he's about to jump off that cliff and there's that dog that's like what are you doing you crazy person don't don't do that you're going to fall off a cliff that cliff edge that's our safe space that's the kind of comfort zone that we have created for ourselves so that we feel safe and that we feel secure and in control of everything and the fool about to walk off that cliff is us about to you know move off that safe, safe space but in fact, what we have to do is question whether that ground is even there. Is it actually there or have we just convinced ourselves that it is there? So the best way of getting this message across in a nice, succinct way that doesn't sound like me just rambling to myself is to apply it to my own kind of experience. So for me, the biggest fool moment that I have had maybe probably in the last 10 years is I was working a full-time job um, in digital marketing at an agency that I absolutely loved working for. I loved all the people. I enjoyed my work. I enjoyed going into work. You know, there was no reason why I would want to quit my job. I was paid well. I had a flat. I was living in the centre of Manchester. Like, I had everything that I thought at the time you needed to feel like an adult, to be safe and secure and in control of your own life. And I had all of that, but there was still that kind of feeling of 
have I settled too quickly? Because I think I was only 28, I think, at the time when I kind of made this big decision. And I think some of it was that kind of Saturn return coming in, you know, like quarter life crisis where you're like, oh my God, I'm nearly 30 and everything is not how I imagined it would be. And so I think it was partly that and partly just because I had, I mean, like we were talking about before, I had created this kind of comfort zone, this safe and stable life for myself that I thought I needed in order to feel safe and secure and, and like I had my shit together. And in fact, I was thinking, oh, actually, there are other ways that I could have this security and there are other ways that I could have this kind of safety. But the only problem is you're never going to discover those other ways unless you leave the place that you're in now. So with that in mind, I decided to leave my safe and secure job to move out of my flat and move back in with my dad and um well I worked full-time for about a year to save up some money and then I went to New Zealand I quit my job I booked onto a working holiday program and I just I went to New Zealand I got on a flight (laughs) we stopped over in Hong Kong I got a really bad chest infection. So my first week in New Zealand wasn't great. And I think that was the perfect kind of fool moment that first week in New Zealand because I had possibly the worst chest infection I've ever had in my life. I had to pay $100 as soon as I got there because I had to see a doctor. And yeah, I had to like get antibiotics. I spent the first probably week of being in New Zealand in bed, not being able to like get up or move. I didn't want to eat anything. I was really, really ill. And so when you're kind of lying in bed, dying of this chest infection, you do kind of think, oh, was this the wisest decision I've ever made? And it, it, it did, it turned out to be a very good decision eventually, but it was in that moment, I did have that kind of full moment of, I have taken this leap and I'm not sure that this is working out for me. And so you start to question it and you're like, well, I've like left all of this safety and security and this like solid ground behind me in the UK to do what? To come to New Zealand and be really, really sick for the entire time I'm here. So that's the kind of energy that we're talking about with the fool. It's that kind of just learning and experimenting and being able to give yourself space to fail or to make mistakes or to learn new things. But the thing is with the fool is you can't learn anything unless you take that leap, unless you realize that actually the ground that you're standing on is self-created. You, you know, you can have that ground somewhere else, but you're always going to have those moments where you question it no matter what you do, if you take any risk, you're always going to question it. Once you've taken that leap of, oh God, am I going to like fall on my face? Or is this going to be like the greatest decision I've ever made? So for me, that was that kind of first week in New Zealand where I'd quit my comfortable job. I'd left my flat in the center of Manchester where I absolutely loved living. And now I was dying in a bed (laughs) in New Zealand, a whole world away from 
everything that I knew. But the thing that I noticed once I started to get better was that there was so much I would have missed if I had not taken that leap. So if I hadn't had that moment of, oh, actually, I could have a different life and I could have a different type of security. If I hadn't had that realization, I wouldn't have taken the leap. I wouldn't have gone to all the amazing places that I went to in New Zealand. I traveled um, through the North Island and I traveled down to the South Island. And I think I was there for about a year and I think I had these full moments maybe three or four times whilst I was there. And so the whole year really for me was a very full year. So that was 2019, I think, 2018, 2019. And yeah, the whole year was just the epitome of the fool. Just me testing boundaries and making mistakes and really questioning what safe and secure meant to me personally and what it looked like. So one of the main things that I learned on that journey with the fool in that year in New Zealand was that the idea of the life that I had wanted to live after taking this leap wasn't necessarily the right one for me. So I had left behind this kind of false sense of security to leap into this whole new life. I'd made a mood board of what I wanted my life to look like. I wanted to travel. I wanted to be like a digital nomad. And and then you start to kind of question that. And I think you can only really question your idea of safety and security once you are outside of it. And looking back at it. And that is something that the fool gave me in that year. So if I think about other kind of fool moments that I've had in my life before I went to New Zealand, when I had like my safe and stable job, I was in another very safe and stable job. And this job looked exactly how I thought adult jobs should look like. It was a corporate office. I had to wear a uniform, like, well, not a uniform, but, you know, like posh, worky clothes rather than casual clothes. I had a car. I'd never had a car before. I bought my own car. I still lived at home, um, but I was saving up for, like, mortgage, and I, you know, I was doing all the adult stuff. And then I got made redundant. And to be honest, it was the most relief I have ever felt in my life because I hated that job. I hated it. It was the worst experience I've ever had ever in my life. I hate corporate offices. Never, ever, ever, ever going into a corporate office ever again. It is not for me. I am not built to be there. And it was only when that ground was pulled out from underneath me, forcibly, you know, removing me from this safe, secure space that I had built for myself, which I hadn't actually built for myself. It was all a lie. I was telling myself. And it was only when that was forcibly removed that I, first of all, had a panic because I was like, oh my God, I've got like a car to pay for and insurance and stuff like this. But then you kind of go, oh, okay, well, what else is there? What else could I do? And after that, I think I had about 
two months. I was very, very lucky that I got a job quite soon after I'd been made redundant. But I ended up getting the job that I just spoke about, the one that I really loved, the one that I worked with, like, loads of amazing people who I'm still in contact with, who I still work with on a freelance basis. And again, that's like another type of fool moment. But it was a fool moment that was forced on me rather than the full moment that I had where I made the decision to leave that kind of safe and secure space and go and try something completely unknown and new. This was a forced fool moment. And the thing to remember as well and something that I have learned over these couple of years and especially since I started reading tarot for myself is that you will always have these full moments. You will always have these moments of wanting to just crawl back into your comfort zone. You know, you may feel really pumped and motivated one day and you're like, yeah, I'm going to take this opportunity. It's going to be awesome and I'm going to do this and I'm going to do this and it's going to be great. And then the next day, the full kicks in and he's like, oh, actually, this is terrifying and we should go back to that nice safe ground that we had before. Often when we start with the fool, we kind of assume that it means that we're being propelled forward. But I think the thing that we have to keep in mind is that the fool, like I said at the beginning, he stays with us throughout the course of the major arcana. So we always have the opportunity to return to him if we need to and we can stop and take a rest and you know go back to that fool and kind of go back to those messages that the fool gives to us the invitations that he kind of presents to us reviewing that solid ground and reviewing where we've come from and where we want to go and it's important to know that we can stop on this major arcana cycle, we can stop at any point and kind of go back to that fool and really use that fool to review things. And I think the thing that the fool does really well is he allows us to really think about the things that we want and review and enlighten us on whether that is actually what we really want. So one thing about The Fool is that often it can be very impulsive. So it may be a case of an opportunity comes up and you just take it straight away because you just are desperate to get away from monotony or this thing that you really hate. So for example, say I didn't get made redundant from that job that I absolutely hated and I was... I was aware that I hated this job and I wanted to get away from it. And then another job in another corporate environment came across and I just took it. I didn't think about it. I just went, I just want to get out from where I am. And I took it. That's kind of how the fool can be very impulsive because it's not necessarily that you've taken that leap for your own benefit. You've taken that leap because you felt trapped or you felt stuck. So... And then obviously if you you take that leap and you get into this new place, then you're just you're basically just swapping one crappy place for another. So what the fool allows us to do is to kind of just stop, stop before we're about to walk off that cliff and ask us to really think about things and think about 
what we have already, what we've had, what we enjoyed, what we didn't enjoy, and just do like a little life review. So I often find it really helpful to do major full work, say like three times a year. So you'll do it at the beginning of the year where you kind of think about what goals you want, what kind of things you want to manifest that year. Do it mid-year, so you kind of do like a mid-year full review where you kind of go back to that full and you think, okay, well, what have I achieved so far and what have I got left to achieve? How have my goals and desires changed since that first review? And then do another one at the end of the year and be like, okay, well, this is what happened this year. Did the things that I wanted at the beginning of the year happen? Did I enjoy them? Were they what I kind of always wanted them to be? So that's something that the fool can really help us with is enlightening us on what we want and really allowing us the flexibility to change your mind, to be able to say, actually, no, I don't want this anymore and go back again. Like we said before, we can always go back to the fool and back to that safe place, that comfort zone. So he gives us the space to be able to, to do that and experiment with that and really delve into it. So if I go back to what I was talking about before, about being in New Zealand and really questioning what I wanted and having those mood boards of what I wanted my life to look like and what I wanted to do. I wanted to like go kayaking and go mountain climbing and like travel and work and do all these amazing, exciting things. And then I was doing all those things and I just didn't feel connected to it. And so for me, I really had to sit down with the fool and listen to what it was telling me. And so when I really allowed myself time and space to do that, to do that kind of like, I think it was around the middle of the year, um, because I got a full-time job in Dunedin in New Zealand. Absolutely loved living in Dunedin. I love living in Dunedin. I love the people that I was working with. Um, But I did have that kind of pause of, okay, well, I'm here now and I thought I always wanted to be here and I thought this was the new kind of safe, secure space that I wanted to create for myself. But being so far away from family and like old friends and everything that I was used to and obviously because I am pagan and I am a witch, I follow the seasons. And so for me, the seasons were the wrong way around. And I, it just, it really messed with my head that summer was not summer, it was winter. And I had to sit in this full energy and review my life and actually, I think, accept that I no longer wanted what I initially thought I wanted. And that was a a big lesson and the fool is a big lesson that we continuously learn throughout our life there's a lot of emotion that comes up with that there's a lot of feeling like you failed like you have given up like you 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 feel a bit guilty that you don't want what you have taken this leap of faith for anymore and you kind of go oh god like I've like wasted this time but actually if we use the fool if we use the tarot to deal with that and to kind of dig into that we can really find comfort in being able to say okay you know what I I tried it and it didn't work and so 
we go back to the beginning, we go back to the full and we have another think and we sit in this kind of emotion for a while and we have a look at this feeling of failure and these guilt that kind of comes up and we use the fool to journal that out and and see what comes up and then see what clarity we can we can find from that so sometimes we will take that full leap and it may not be on an an impulse it may just be that because that's what we convinced ourselves that we wanted to do or because that's actually what we thought we wanted and we can completely miss the mark but the beauty of being able to put your life reflect your life onto the tarot and the cycles that the tarot represent is that you get a kind of bird's eye view of your life and you can say okay I missed the mark but you know what I can go back to the beginning and I can try again and it doesn't mean that I failed it's just how cycles work it's just I've completed this specific cycle it may not have been as long as other cycles but this cycle is done and now I go back to the fool and I start a new cycle and so using the tarot in this way and this is something that we're going to be really delving into in future episodes and it can just it can give us so much more comfort than we get from the world right now and especially at the moment when when we're seeking advice or comfort from other people it's in quite short supply right now and a lot of people when you have a conversation with them are actually just waiting to tell you about their problems they're not really listening to you and so the tarot offers that and it can give you that comfort and that space to really just work stuff out and this is another reason why I strongly recommend doing journaling when you do your tarot readings because you can just work into it if you try and do it in your head you get lost and you get confused about things but if you use the tarot with journaling and you write stuff down and you you know start to chip away at things that you've written down you start to delve into it a little bit more and break it down you get so much more from it and I think I mean I started tarot journaling whilst I was in New Zealand and it was massively helpful and I just don't think I would have got all the insight that I got if I didn't do that journaling alongside all this fool work that I was doing. So let's go back to that idea of cycles because that is a big part of my understanding of tarot is how I use tarot. It's the way that I have found the most benefit from tarot is understanding life as just a constant series of cycles. And within the tarot, we have the major arcana and that is the 22 cards and it cycles through from the fool all the way to the world and then it goes all the way back again and the same can be applied to the minor arcana so with each with each within the minor arcana we have the four suits so traditionally that is wands swords cups and pentacles or coins and each suit runs through a cycle so you go from ace all the way to the 10 and then back again and then you have the three court cards um four court cards sorry it's constantly centering around this idea of cycles 
And one of the ways that this really helps with that kind of sense of security and the false sense of security that we created is that when we kind of take that full leap and we leave behind what we think is security, often our brains say, if you jump off this cliff, that's it. Like, that, that's it. You're done for. You have to deal with whatever it is that is on the other side of this. And that's not true. Often that is because your brain is trying to stop you from doing this risky thing in order to keep you in this safe space because that is the most, um, that's the safest place for you to be. So your brain doesn't want you to take risks because risks, you know, come with danger. And your brain's like, no, no, we don't want to do that because that's dangerous. But in actual fact, the safety that we're leaving, we've already created that. That's already there. It's not going anywhere. We can always go back to it. So again, we're going back to that fool. We don't have to take a leap and then that be it. We can go back to the fool at any point. You know, he is the beginning. He is the drawing board. He stays with us throughout the entire journey. So we can always return to him whenever we feel the need to. Whenever we need to retreat and go back into that safe space, we can. And so we need to be able to understand that and be able to understand that we can go back to the beginning of a cycle, that we can start a whole new cycle if we need to, and that that safe space that our brain is telling us not to leave, it's not going to disappear if we step out of it. It's not going to, you know, dissolve. It's always going to be there. And so again, that's that false sense of security because your brain's saying, oh, if you leave that behind, then that, that's it, it's gone. But it, that's not true. That's not a fact. That's just something that your brain has told you in order to keep you there. You know, nothing is permanent. There is always a solution to everything. Even if that solution is to reconsider an initial goal, even if that solution is to find a different path or to find a different way of doing something, there is always a solution to everything. Life is not just going to stop and that, and that be it really you create your safety wherever you are whatever you're doing you can create a sense of safety and so we don't have to always stay where we are to feel that so something I like to ask myself when I'm using the fool and I'm doing fool work is what is the worst thing that could possibly happen if I do this thing you know what is the worst possible outcome I mean usually for me I'm a catastrophic thinker so it's usually like, I will die. And then I think that's just ridiculous. I'm being ridiculous. I'm not going to die. I'm going to be completely fine. And so when we do this full work, we really kind of break down and dig into those beliefs, those deep subconscious beliefs that we've told ourselves. And it's a lot of work. I'm not going to lie. This is going to, it's a lot of work, but it is 100% worth it because often we can get some serious realizations about what we want, about what we want to be, about what we want to do, our goals and all of that. The fool just kind of comes in and gently reminds us that, you know, half the fun of living is taking risks and experimenting and testing our boundaries. And, you know, if we stay in the same space from the minute we're born to the minute we leave this plane, 
how boring would life be if we never took a risk, if we never explored opportunities that are completely unknown to us, you know, if we never took a career change or we didn't, you know, stop doing that course at university that we hate and do something actually that we really, really are interested in or we rebel against parents' idea of what career we should have. I mean, my my parents, well, my mum wanted me to be a barrister at one point. That would have been catastrophic for everybody involved. So we have to really rebel against the beliefs that we've built for ourselves and and take those risks and use the fool as that kind of motivation and that support system as we do it and really go through that stuff. So I hope... I didn't just ramble to you for this entire time and some of that made some sense. <laughs> but if it didn't, hopefully these next points will uh, will help you. So I want to end each episode by giving you guys some journal prompts to do with whatever we've talked about in that episode. So for us today, we are obviously talking about leaving behind the full sense of security with the fool. And so I have three journal prompts for you that I would really love for you to take part in and I'm going to do them and I'll probably share them on my Instagram um, and I'm also going to put them in the show notes as well so if you're like I didn't understand a word you said because your accent is strange then um, you can go in the show notes and have a look and see actual words. So The first journal prompt that we have for you is this. If you said yes to whatever new opportunity is being presented to you right now, what is the worst that could happen and what are the best things that could happen? So this is kind of creating a pros and cons list and these journal prompts are all prompts that I have taken from the fool so the fool has helped me to create these journal prompts for you um and yeah so we can kind of dig into this a little bit more if you want to get the fool card and put it in front of you while you do this that's always helpful as well because the imagery can really help so that's the first journal prompt i'm only going to do three because otherwise we'll be here for flipping ages next one if you took this risk what dangers would you come up against and how could you navigate them? What solutions could you come up with in advance? So this is kind of creating a safety net for you before you jump off that cliff. So we're really assessing those beliefs of what we think will happen if we take the risk and we are applying facts to it. So If you've had any kind of therapy or anything like that, you may have come across this kind of um, exercise before. So you're basically questioning the facts that you are telling yourself in order to see whether they are actual facts or whether they are something that your brain is telling you in order to keep you safe. So this journal prompt will help you to kind of create like a little crash mat for yourself so that you have a bit more confidence and a bit more um, comfort in taking that leap and taking that risk or seizing that opportunity. And then the last journal prompt I have for you is this. So when have you taken a risk that has not panned out the way you thought 
and what happened after it. Did you realise anything? Did you learn anything? Did it set you on a whole new path that you would never have even considered before? So what happened after that thing didn't pan out? So we're really reviewing our quote in quotes failures because they're not technically failures we're reviewing things that have happened before to kind of collect some of this data that we need in order to again question those beliefs so a lot of the full work that we do um well that we're doing with this journal prompt is digging out those deeply rooted beliefs and ideas and questioning them and really breaking them down, chipping away at them to kind of see what is truth and what is um, something that we've kind of told ourselves in order to keep ourselves safe. So we're questioning these subconscious um, motivations that we have. So now that you have your journal prompts, go grab your journal after, I mean, once once I'm done, let me let me close the show first. Grab your journal, do those prompts, and see if you can find out a bit more clarity around your situation. Um, and if you do have any kind of epiphany moments, if this has helped you in any way, if the journal prompts have helped you in any way, please let me know. You can DM me on Instagram or you can email me. I'll put all in information that you may need in the show notes um but I'd love to hear how you guys have found this first episode but also how if it's well if it's helped you I I hope it has I hope it has helped you in some way um but yeah let me know let me know how you get on with those journal prompts so as this is the first episode of this podcast it would mean the world to me if you guys could head on over to iTunes and drop me a little review, um, because all reviews help, especially for brand new podcasts to get the word out and help new people find the podcast. So if you can do that, that would be glorious. Thank you so very, very much. But that is it for episode one. I hope that it was good. <laughs> Guess. Uh, yeah, I don't know. I have no idea what I'm doing. So, uh, yeah, I hope you enjoyed it. I hope it was helpful. I hope you guys got something out of it. Um, but yeah, so if you want to interact with me more, you can do on Instagram. I am at the self care emporium. Um, and you can also go check out the selfcareemporium.com where you can buy metaphysical products. You can also, you know, grab some services. I have some courses on there. I do email tarot readings if you're looking for a little bit of guidance from the universe. And yes, yeah, so that is all for episode one. I hope you guys enjoyed it and enjoy the rest of your week. And I will see you in the next episode. Bye-bye, guys. Bye.